Today we will learn about Amazon Go stores and wheel under stovetop, and how both miss the mark in full accessibilities for disabilities. Welcome to AI Home Podcast, the first podcast for real estate resources and independent living strategies for the disability community. Why? Because accessibility is home. Hi, I'm Angel Fox, blogger, author, and your host. Please stay tuned to the very end to learn about my free handouts and, more importantly, how answering the call to action I will give you at the end can well lower the kitchen sinks but raise the bars for disability home ownership. Now let's begin. So. A couple weeks ago, I ran across several articles about Amazon Go stores. And these articles have been out for a while, like last year. But for whatever reason, they started to pop up. I looked into it because what I have always talked about in many of my episodes is that the heart may be where the home is, but the house is where the community lives. So it's really important when you're looking into disability home ownership, whatever that may look like, that you look at the community. So when I went into this concept of Amazon stores, I thought, what is that? Particularly the tile by Venkat at assistedtechnologyblog.com. It was September 2021. The title was Amazon's Just Walk Out Will Make Shopping Easy for People with Disabilities. So obviously when I saw that, I was like, let me look at that. There was a really good article However, I do disagree with some things that were stated. It was explained what Amazon Go stores are. And it's basically these micro stores, which is just a fancy way of saying they're very small stores. What you do is you have an app. It's hooked up to your Amazon account. It's a barcode. And there are places where you swipe it before you go in. And then when you get into the store, there is no checkouts. There's no self-checkouts, there's no checkouts with the human being. What Amazon does is relies on smart technology. They call it something else because it is Amazon, but at the end of the day, it is smart technology. And every item in that store is basically, I imagine, probably hooked up to a sensor. So when you pick up that item, and if you don't put it back, you will be charged for that. They said, but don't worry, if you change your mind, you put the item back, it will take it off your account and you don't get billed until you walk out of the store within a few minutes. So if you have put that item back, it should not be there. On its face, it sounds cool. The article talks about the reason why it is accessible for people with disabilities, which I don't fundamentally disagree, but for those people who have dexterity problems, it could be difficult to use, get out a credit card and go through that whole process of checking out. In fact, self-checkout stores, while they legally have been made to be accessible, in reality, they're really not. As a wheelchair user myself, I can't usually reach everything. The actual visualness is challenging for people who are blind. So self-checkout, which is a quicker form than a regular checkout, has always been a problem. And so if you eliminate all that, it's supposed to be quicker. So I don't disagree necessarily with that. And they do say that if you are visually impaired and you have issues using barcodes, that in fact, what you can do is you can put your palm on 
and self-check basically register that way as you enter into the stores. I don't know about you, but that sounds a little bit counterintuitive because what it does in this article, it doesn't necessarily want address all accessible needs for people who are in wheelchairs. And two, does it really address what happens if you have multiple type of disability? So when I saw the palm idea, let's ignore the privacy issues with having your palm registered with Amazon, which might give some of us a pause. But what happens if you are blind and you have issues, dexterity problems yourself? So not only can you use the barcode, but putting your palm will be problematic. So the article doesn't address the negativityness of having multiple disabilities. Furthermore, for me, as a wheelchair user, the whole checkout really was not an obstacle. Why? Because I went to the regular checkout store where there was a human being and they helped and they're the ones that backed it up and I could hand them my cash or my credit card. For me, doing checkouts was not the hardest part of shopping for groceries. What was harder was actually shopping for groceries, meaning be able to actually reach everything. It is so challenging that when I originally started this podcast, I actually wanted to have a segment called On the Top Shelf. And it was inspired by grocery shopping because it felt like to me, every time I went to a grocery store, 80% of everything I needed was what? On the Top Shelf. And so in my earlier episodes, if you had the wonderful privilege of listening, I had a segment where I wanted to give reviews on products that you might use in your house to make things a little bit more accessible outside the actual modifications of the home and even devices that will help you go out and about in a more accessible way. And so I wanted to do those reviews and I called the segment on the top shelf. It became not very manageable. I'm going to pivot is to ironically go on Amazon and do live one to two minute videos on things that I feel would be something that you all, if you're in the disability community, might be interested to make your house more accessible that you can, products you can actually buy. This Amazon Go stores, the whole focus is to get rid of people, which as a wheelchair user, I need that. I wish they would have invested into more accessible carts because as I go shopping, I can't use the wheelchairs that they do have because I have bought my own. I'm not going to leave my own wheelchairs in the corner. I don't want anybody stealing it or messing with it. Just to transfer it into one of those scooters that have a basket that's attached in front of it. So I'm not going to do that. And nor can I use the big carts. Instead, I have to just use those individual baskets that really are only meant to put maybe 10 items. I feel like I'm always doing Jenga because I'm piling more items than what those baskets are needed and it piles up and I pray that one small move, it doesn't come crumbling down. Which is why I don't want to knock on Amazon because Amazon has always been very helpful for the disability community in regards to it's fabulous. You could get everything delivered to your home. Amazon was great before the pandemic, but I think we all learned if you lived in a pandemic, how wonderful it was to have things delivered. And Amazon then during the pandemic, because they already had that infrastructure of deliveries, have things that are really easy to be able to return super easy without any fuss. You could keep a lot of items for 30 days. So it's not like that one week window traditionally that other stores had. And so they had the wonderful infrastructure set up. The disability community already, I think, really acknowledged that. 
and used them and the pandemic happened and they expanded into groceries like whole foods and things all that nature but i think we need to be mindful that while some things may be accessible for certain types of disabilities it won't be for other types of disabilities i did go on amazon and the website that says yes there will be human beings we're just redirecting them into other like stocking things on the shelf that i can't reach <laughs> the irony behind that and I hope that's so. I have not been to an Amazon Go store quite yet, but my experience has always been when you take away something that maybe it won't work out. And I hope it does. I hope those individuals are knowledgeable on assisting people with disabilities, whether it's the barcode to get into the place or reaching items. But it sounds to me that the purpose of Amazon Go is to provide individuals a quicker and easier way to really grab and go, right? And also to not invest a whole lot in it. Which being a grocery checkout, that is an investment in employment. So I'm a little skeptical that there will be sufficient people staffed at these Amazon Go to help those individuals with disabilities where what is set up is not accessible. So we will wait and see. Now... I did tell you that we were going to talk about wheel under stovetops and how they might be related to Amazon Go. For those who are not familiar with wheel under stovetops, I think it's pretty self-explanatory, but it's really important that we do go into it because most of us who are disabled become disabled much later in life. I wasn't, I was born with it, been disabled paraplegic for four years. So that's how I know these things. But for those of you who are new, or my real estate agents and the housing developers, Please pay attention as well. Real under stovetops are just stovetops. They're not attached to an oven in the traditional way. It's just a separate stovetop. And what happens is that there's nothing underneath it. You can literally, as a wheelchair user, wheel under because the stove is missing. Now, don't you worry. You may be thinking, why would I do that? I need to use the stove. I talk about this in my book. I recommend wall ovens because then you can adjust them at any height you need, then you have the actual oven there. It's just separate from the stovetop. So why am I talking about this in relation to Amazon Go stores? Wheel under stovetop, they're not always fully accessible. What you will see in a lot of ways is one, a lot of stovetops are the same height as countertops, which means that it might be too high for some wheelchair user. You can lower them down, but usually you can only lower them down by four to six inches simply because of the traditional heights of wheelchairs. And sitting on the wheelchairs, you also want to have additional space for safety-wise. Based on all those factors, you can only lower it between four to six inches. The six inches is more for manual wheelchair users. The four inches are for electric because electric wheelchairs usually are much higher than manual wheelchairs. You're thinking you can wheel under it, Angie. You can lower it down probably. You can reach everything. Let's carry it through, right? Just like Amazon Go, focus on only a few aspects. Same thing with a wheel under the stovetop. And that is what happens when you put pots and pans on the stovetop? Because pans, they're two to four inches high. And then pots, you can have anywhere from a small pot that are just five, six inches to eight inches right 
what ends up happening is that yes you can wheel under you can put these pots and pans on the stove top without any particular problem you might even able to easily put a spoon in it and stir but you're not able to look down at least not in a good 360 degree kind of way if someone able to stand you could look directly down into the pots and pans so what i did but decades it feels like i would basically scoop up some food in a spoon to see what it looks like or if i was very adventurous which i don't recommend i would pull down the pan look it over as you can see that's not super safe right so again i don't recommend it is a strategy what is the solutions i ran across this wonderful youtube video from another wheelchair user i have it on my website at horizontalhouses.com what she discovered was there was a mirror an actual mirror that was for over the stovetop mirror <laughs> wow what a wonderful idea inside of the pots and pans it's also a very universal design concept why because children will be able to see what's in inside the pots and pans the mirror that is recommended because it's fog proof and it's the width of your stovetop which i highly recommend unfortunately sometime early on in the pandemic they stopped selling it i can't believe it so i really don't have too much of a solution other than you can make your own mirror i don't know anything that has been out there for actual replacement i really do hope that the company does produce that and if you do have an alternative, please reach out to me. After listening today, disability home ownership is that much closer. Whether you are a wheelchair user or a worker in the housing industry. But there's so much more I can provide you through HorizontalHouses.com. HorizontalHouses.com is the hub for all things related to disability home ownership. You will find my blog, this podcast, my book, and how my consulting services can help real estate agents or housing developers market and tap into the largest minority group, the disability community, all of which come from real-world experience as a working-class, lifetime paraplegic who bought her first home during the Great Recession and successfully modified it. Please help me continue this exploration of disability home ownership by connecting through my Facebook page, Twitter, Instagram, Pinster accounts by either searching for Horizontal Houses on these platforms or visiting directly the HorizontalHouses.com website. Most importantly though, please subscribe to the email distribution list located on the website so you don't miss out on any updates I may have. Remember, sharing our collective experiences will allow us each to lower the kitchen sink but raise the bar for disability home ownership. Thank you!